Oh, man. Basically seven minutes from my house. Explain what Fuck. that means. What does that mean? The St. Charles Convention Center is, it's a, St. Charles is a suburb out, uh, in say, outside St. Louis where a f- bunch of fucking stupid Trump supporters. And so what it means, what it means is he basically probably got caught up in traffic and shit on his way to the goddamn airport because yeah. of his orange fat fucking ass. I hate that guy. But the, but the good thing is, Steve Poggi will be here. Yes. And Trump will be in STL. Great. Wonderful. Sad. Yeah. I, he's going to, I'm really excited that he's. Um, and he'll be staying at your crib, right? Right. He is going. He's cat sitting. Yeah. He's, he's cat sitting for. Um, uh, for my, for me, for my buddy, for Spike. And uh, I mean, I started writing things down today because I'm like. Yeah, ten, we're gonna be on for ten days. ten days, and there's a lot of like rules that old dumbface isn't gonna want to abide by. Like, <laughs> we're not allowed to smoke in my building. It's just a thing. And if you do, the the neighbors end up finding out, and then they tell the building manager. Okay. Because, and you're not even allowed to smoke in the backyard. We have to smoke in front of the building for whatever reason. I don't understand, but whatever. It's a rule. I'm fine with it. You smoke pot inside, no big deal. But the cigarette smoke, I think because it like it lingers. It lingers, it lingers. and so it, yeah. And just you know what? The thing is, I think that's cool because I didn't when I was a smoker. I didn't want to smoke in my apartment either because I, I don't want the stench. Well, I don't want to smoke like with the. Ca- I don't want him to smoke inside with the cat either. So it's kind of like because I don't want the cat breathing all the secondhand smoke, and he already smokes enough pot smoke on his own. <laughs> the cat. So I'm fine. I'm fine with weed. Just no, no. But we're just afraid that. Oh, dumb face. I know. He has, I mean, well, and the other, there was last year when he took care of the kitty when I was at um, Mike Scott's wedding and it was New Year's and I get a phone call at five in the morning on New Year's Day from my building manager, Terry, saying, Spike's out. Spike's downstairs. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, what? And I guess Steve had been so drunk that he like left the door open or something. Oh no. And so, yeah, there was weirdness and I was like, I don't know. So she picked him up and put him back in the apartment. It was no big deal because she has keys, so no big deal. But I was like, what did you, what are you, what is happening? Spike's downstairs? How would he, he doesn't even, I can't imagine him walking down all four flights of stairs either. Wow. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that, that's, that was old, old dumb face. Old, old dumb face. Old, old dumb face. But just recently he was in the hospital. Wait, what? Okay, so he is on my show this Friday, which is uh, Broken comedic stories of physical trauma it's gonna be this friday eight o'clock he's got a news on on pamtastics yeah here i'll show you the picture because he sent it to me and i put it on the thing so the comedians on this show it's gonna be actually if you guys want to come to a show it's a stellar lineup um three of my favorite comedians are on it uh steve poji chris knatzer and natasha muse all of them headliners in their own right. Steve Poggi just coming off of his, he was headlining, was he in Alabama last week headlining? I don't remember, he called me, he's like, yeah, I'm doing two shows tonight. So we did two 50-minute shows on on a Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Anyways, so he's a real headliner in his own right. Chris Kanatsar, obviously, completely hilarious person. And Natasha Muse has been in it forever, and she's headlines all over the place. So anyways, that's this Friday. It's going to be a great show. And this is the picture of Poggi. I... It is so hard to just see all posts. I want to see the damn picture. There it is. So it says, just in time for this Friday's show, Steve Poggi in a hospital gown. So you can see he's got a little... 
cuff on there. There he is. Definitely has that sort of new skinhead haircut. Not the most flattering angle of the poge. I'm like, why are you in the hospital? Yeah, he took it's a selfie. It's a hospital selfie. Hospital selfie. What the fuck did he do? I have no idea, but we'll probably find out about it. This uh Hopefully it has nothing to do with cars because I remember the story he oh, told God, yeah. uh, talked about with him uh, uh, running into something in his oh, vehicle. Oh yeah, when he was when he got a DUI, they didn't. DUI. He never got charged for because he just was like, I just sold you too. He ran into a parked cars on a, on a parking. Uh, uh, it's it in a, felony, funny, but that wasn't even the felony. The felony was the breaking and entering. He never got in trouble at all for being drunk and driving his car and hitting cars. two into two parked. New cars. So yeah, they had to trash lot, the cars. Right. It was a car lot. Uh, crazy, right? Uh, but so this this Friday, it's going to be comics tell story of broken bones and trauma. Three-minute audience stories encouraged during the show. So if you have had any, we know that there'll be a story from Scotto of Flat Black Plastic for when he was skateboarding and just fell and broke his broke his leg in like 12 places. It was crazy. And um, hopefully my buddy uh, Chef Robert will be here to tell the story of how the Hummer hit him and flayed his leg open. Oh my God. And he wasn't supposed to ever walk again. He's oh. lucky to be alive. But none of his arteries were, his, his, basically his Jesus. leg just opened up like a pinata. Oh my God. And, but they put it all back together because surgeons are amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But so we're going to encourage audience stories. And then also the comedians will be telling stories of Do you have any of it. yourself? Well, I mean, I would have to say that spitting the skateboard story and spitting out the teeth is pretty... That's pretty gnarly. That was pretty gnarly. Um, and, I mean, I'll probably put that picture up on this today and be like, look, here's me when I busted my chin open. Because uh, the teeth... But, I mean... I, my other broken bones are like I've had my nose broken four times. How I mean, I guess I could tell. I just what? Jonathan wouldn't like the story if I told. For when, I'm, when I was a whore, if I told a story about how my nose got broken during sex and I let him finish. Wait, yeah, what? I took his T-shirt. <laughs> I took his T-shirt and I let him finish. Wait a minute. Because we were facing each other, right? Because she's laughing really hard. It is. I guess it's a funny story. But I was having sex with a dude, and um, I know. I'm so glad that Jonathan doesn't listen to the all. Right? This is years ago. This is like eight years ago, right? This is old news. Nine. This is old news. Like nine years ago. I've been with Jonathan for four years coming up Christmas. But before that, I mean, I slept with people in San Francisco. I don't know what to tell you. You got to do I what mean, you got to do. Gotta, I mean, who knows? I don't I don't, I don't think about it. Whatever. But so we like came at each other and my nose ran into his like clavicle bone just like really hard and my nose it hurt really bad and my nose just started bleeding just it was just like oh gushing blood and I was like ah and he handed he gave me a t-shirt and uh, he was like can I finish and I was like oh yeah sure I mean because I was wasted oh my god and already bleeding all over his thing I was like all right wow. yeah so I let him wow yeah. that guy's dead to me yeah <laughs> can I finish yeah. Oh, how polite. Yeah, right. Oh, here's, a, here's my T-shirt. Here's my Hanes white T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I you think it was, and I think I can even remember what the T-shirt looked like. It looks like there's one of them in this box. It's not exact, but it had like, it was like a baseball T-shirt, kind of a yellow sleeves, kind of quarter inch, <laughs> quarter quarter sleeves, you know? And then like that, the white, the white on the front. I remember, I remember. Very vivid. Even though I was drunk, that sobered me up real quickly when you break your nose. Damn, did you have to go to the hospital or? No, I mean... My nose has been, that was the 
third time I broke my nose. The fourth time was the last skateboard accident, not the teeth, but the one after. And I just like landed on my face. And, that was a couple um, years ago, wasn't it? I think. Well, it was. It was the weekend before Michelle Ryder got married. So I'm gonna say it was two years ago. Two years ago. Because they got married in like November, October or November of two years ago. I can't remember. Ugh. It was a fun wedding though. But it was weird. I had to wear a lot of makeup because I had like two black eyes because when you break your nose, it's like your eyes just, you just get black eyes. <laughs> so, I mean, so I have a lot of stories of broken stories of trauma, but I might even just sort of forgive, not just not even, I don't, I'm in a host definitely, but I don't know if I'm going to do my own story because I mean, it just, it depends on the audience members that want to participate. Like right. if there's enough audience members that want to tell stories, I'm not going to waste everybody's time with my stupid stories because theirs are probably, I mean, better. Well, not better. Just, I think it's going to be an interesting show because we're asking the audience to also be a part of the performance, which that I haven't is, really done before. That is, that's a good one. You should share. Yeah. With the, I, I just, Jonathan. Oh wait, Jonathan yeah. will be in the audience. He'll Damn it. Audience. Well, and, well, and so, and so we'll see, but it's fine. It's like, well, the good thing is the podcast world knows now. Yeah. The podcast yeah, world knows now because they really, I know they really pay attention. I think they, I haven't broken any bones, knock on wood. Yeah. But yeah. I did fall up the stairs drunk and I got this dimple in my face now. Is that, that what that was falling up the stairs? Yeah, falling up the that, stairs. You know, the only time that's ever happened to a friend of mine was my buddy Megan, the Meeks, and she fell up the stairs because someone had roofied her drink. Oh man. We were at that's the we were at the a place called the Jewel Box in and it's a seedy, seedy bar in uh in uh, San Diego. I don't know if it still exists. I'm sure it does. But it's so funny because one time a, one of the drunks ran into the wall and like totally took out the wall and they had to rebuild it. It was funny. It's jewel box. <laughs> um, but we were there and we were having fun and I was drinking a weird drink. It was... Um, they didn't have root beer schnapps. I was I was weird. I liked this sort of root beer schnapps and ginger ale. I think I was drinking. Oh. There was a weird thing I was drinking. Um, and but when they made it, I tasted it. And I didn't I didn't like it. I was like, ugh, ugh something's the wrong here. It was like it was like whiskey. I wanted it to be whiskey and root beer, but they didn't have root beer, so it was like root beer schnapps and ginger. Anyways, it was a weird drink. Yikes. But I take took a sip of it and I was like, ugh, I don't like this. And Megan was like, well, you know, I'll drink it. So. And we made a joke when we went outside at one point. We left our drinks and we didn't cover them or worry about them. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like someone's going to drug us here. Like, what are they going to, oh, I welcome your drugs. I made like a kind of a cheeky joke about it, right? We go outside to smoke. We come back in and I I taste a drink. I was like, "Eh, I don't really want it. And so she was like, I'll drink it. So she drinks her drink and my drink. And then we proceed to go to this other thing. And suddenly she's just not, it starts raining outside. Things are weird. We met some other friends and our buddy Jin, and she is incapacitated. She falls up the stairs where, I mean, I was kind of wasted. And I kept thinking like, we've only had like, what we have, we barely had anything to drink. And then we figured out, we were like, they roof, they roofied our drinks. And she had double roofie because she drank hers oh, and mine. And yours. Yeah. Shit. So she got all like super passy outy and things were crazy. She fell up the stairs and then our buddy ended up driving her car and he was sober because she obviously could not drive her car anywhere. And on the way home, we got in some 
crazy accident, like the the tire blew, something happened to the person in front of us, and then there was us, and he drove really well, but we still, something happened, and we had to get up, the car was like broken, we had to get off, and we were at some hospital, and people had to come pick us up with a cab, it was crazy, and the, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy night, and it was raining, and she was all fucked up, and, uh, and we were like, we, we told the cops when they came, this is her car, he's driving, he's sober, we think that she got roofied, and uh, it was just... That sounds like a... It was a crazy night. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the rain made it all the way worse, but... That was a dark-ass night. It was a dark-ass night. It was. It was a dark-ass night. See, the good thing is, this is why, if you're a woman, you got to be careful with the cocktails. Yeah, absolutely. And then watch out after each other, too. Absolutely watch out for each other. Well, you got to have a buddy. I mean, if you're... I, I mean, now I have a, a boyfriend. But even when I, when I go out alone... I'm not scared, but I but I pay attention to my drinks in front of me. I don't ever, and I mostly only go to benders. So I would I would never no one would ever do that there because everyone no I know but everyone's so vigilant like all of the bartenders are vigilant and everybody's cool like yeah I I still trust no one right trust no one trust Trust no no one. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so, what else is going on this week? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, Thanksgiving's over. Now we're yeah. into the holiday season. I think I ate 7,000 calories on Thanksgiving. 7,000? I think I, <laughs> I tried to put it together. <laughs> well, it was. Give, give me the rundown of what you had. Right. So, I made in the morning, the first thing I made was the apple pie, and it was like perfect. But here's the thing it was just for me and Jonathan. So. I made way too much stuffing. I probably made twice as much as I needed. I didn't, and mashed potato, I made three huge potatoes into mashed potatoes with butter and and stuff, and, and then all this uh, stuffing, too much stuffing, and I love stuffing. And then um, I made just a chicken, which we still haven't finished the damn chicken. I tried to eat some last night. The cat's been eating it too. So there's so the pie and the, and the um, artichokes and Ooh, asparagus, yeah. which we still haven't eaten all the asparagus. And then the cheese plate. We had three different kinds of cheeses. We had four different kinds. We had a goat gouda, um, like a midnight moon, but a little different. Um, a goat cheddar, a truffle. Uh, it was a cheap milk truffle cheese, I think. And then um, there was one more kind of cheese. Oh, and then the San Andre triple cream brie. So the, we had, and then we had all these little, we had these little nuts that were candied with stuff. And, I mean, it was crazy. But the thing that, and then with the whipped cream with the pie. But I had a piece of pie, and then like we ate, and then we stopped eating, and then I ate more later, and then <laughs> so the last piece of pie that I ate, and I've been eating the cheese all day. I ate so much cheese. Jonathan barely ate any of the cheese. I ate a lot of cheese, a lot of cheese, and so. After my second piece of pie, and it was a good-sized piece, uh, I moaned. I sat on the sofa, and I was moaning. I was like, Ugh! oh, no. Holding my stomach, holding holding my poor little belly, trying to survive. We just moaning and whining. Poor Jonathan. He ended up going to sleep, and I tried to stay up till, till I could survive laying down. It was bad. Like, I couldn't. Nothing was, co- and then because I ate so much stodgy food, like it wouldn't come out. I couldn't. Oh, you had that too much blockage too. too. I had the blockage. I couldn't. Nothing was coming, coming out. out. <laughs> nothing was. Co- so, and it, the gas was just building and building and building. And so I did my grandfather's old trick, which is 
baking soda in a glass of warm water and you just pound it and it does something and I finally could go to sleep but I mean I felt like the next day I didn't eat anything until like on Friday I didn't eat for a long probably I probably didn't eat until like eight at night even because I, I needed to fart like 12 times before <laughs> I could eat before I could put anything in my body again I just couldn't <laughs> Anything. <laughs> so I had to figure out like how many calories did I eat, and it was a lot. I'm gonna guess about seven thousand. So that is what about three days worth of calories? Probably, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even five hundred maximum, correct? I, I don't know how much I yeah, eat a day. Yeah, it's twenty five hundred maximum a day. So yeah, you had yeah, three I, days. I had three days worth of food. Uh, but. <laughs> And I bet you, you were happy when that shit came out. Oh, literally. well, <laughs> finally. Well, I, that was the other thing is that because I didn't really use any jalapenos in Thanksgiving because it's just not like, there was there was nothing spicy, basically. So I'm eating like non-spicy leftovers for days. And that's what I usually rely on. I'm sorry, Alta Cal's listeners, if you're like, the thing that makes me poo <laughs> is spicy foods. And I'm addicted to them because they make my body feel like I would, your system out. I would rather have liquid poo. And then have like not be able to poo at all. I agree. I, so I agree. Now that's just I'm, waste. I'm just back on the train, baby. Dude, Dude. I I actually I overdid it myself. I had some people over, and I um, had a cheese plate, which I still have like a bunch of cheeses left. It's like mixed with manchego and gouda and oh, I haven't had manchego in a while. English cheddar. Oh yeah. Um, and then I did a turkey. I did a ham. Whoa. I did a uh, cauliflower au gratin, which was fucking delicious. Awesome. I did uh, Brussels sprouts with turnips with roasted uh, with roasted turnips uh, with bacon bits. Wow. Uh, I did mashed potatoes. I did I did anything else? How many people did you have over? Here's the thing. I thought I was going to expect more. Yeah. Only like maybe about six people came. That's but cooking for six is, is quite a bit, especially. It is, but I overdid it yeah, thinking yeah. like it was going to be like last year where I had like at least like 10, 12 people. Right. And I ended up having to, well, uh, most of the leftovers I used, I, oh, I made oyster stuffing too. Wow. Um, but I ended up having to throw the ham away. What? <laughs> I threw that away on Monday because it was, uh, it was. I ate a big, I ate a lot of it. Right. So, but I was disappointed that I couldn't finish it. Sure. Um, I end up with the turkey. I made a homemade turkey pot pie with fresh nice. vegetables, which was good. Good. Um, the carcass was, I, I killed the turkey pretty much. Um, and then I end up having to throw some of my stuffing away because I burnt it oh. on Sunday. <laughs> gotcha. When you were reheating. Reheating yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, but I took breaks. Friday, I didn't leave the house at all because I was just eating. We didn't leave the house Saturday. We came back because, but Friday, I had the shows here and I had some other things. And actually, Jonathan was a prince. He let me go out after the show here. Um, so I, I had to host happy hour on Friday and, uh, and then host the show. So I had a fun time. I mean, I ate some pot food or whatever. I just wasn't drinking. But after the show, I was like, I really wanted to go to karaoke at Bender's and, and, and start drinking again. And Jonathan let me. So we went, because he never, he's always like so tired on a Friday. He just wants to go to bed. But he was like, no, 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 we'll stay out. We'll stay out. And so I got to sing two songs of karaoke at uh, Bender's and I had a really good time. Did you end up shitting that day? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, 
No, it's been, it's been, it's been a rough week. Like I, but I sort of forgive myself around these Christmassy times. Like there, I'm eating a lot of food and I don't usually do that, but I've been trying to compensate for it. Like, um, yesterday I just, I had an extra hour. So instead of taking the bus, I walked That's and I was, dope. I was going to walk here this morning, but I, I had to write my story. So I didn't have time. Um, but I've been trying to like, just balance it out, walk a lot more and not take the bus. Well, the good thing is in Cabo, you'll, you'll be out in the water and doing a bunch right. of stuff. I, I hope that we swim a lot. And yeah. Stuff like that. You'll most definitely be really active. I, I hope so. I mean, I would like to be, I mean, I'd like to be mellow for part of it, but I'd also like to be active in a really pretty place. And the, you know, the sea life there is really amazing. And I love the fishies and the You're going to snorkel on Yeah, absolutely. Do that shit. Because the Sea of Cortez side has no waves. The oh. Pacific side is good for surfing. But because it's at the bottom there, you can hit both, really. You can go to the Pacific side down by the Cabo San Lucas or where we are, which is up in Los Cabos. We're on kind of like the Cortezy thing. And there's even a sort of a bay kind of area. So I, I mean, I've, I've never been down there, so I'm kind of I've excited. Never been. To... I've never been to Mexico. Oh, I love Mexico. Oh, Fucking man. love Mexico. That's going to be one good Christmas. Yeah. Well, but we'll be back before Christmas. I mean, it, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'm just excited that it's going to be a, a vacation. And Jonathan and I have never done 10 days together like this. So, you know, that'll be You won't neat. know what to do with yourself after day five. Yeah, no, I, I, I know how to vacation. I'm not concerned <laughs> about that at all. There's... It just means I get to to drink when I wake up. I was getting ready to say, like, it's going to be margarita time nonstop. Yeah, yeah. I don't like tequila, though. Um, I can get back into it, but I won't ever do shots of tequila because of my youth. Mm-mm. Turns I, me into a werewolf. Well, it turns me into a, a puking machine. Like, it's the point now where if I even, if I even smell it, I get a little nauseous. Because Uh-oh. I had a problem with tequila shots in, when I was, like, 19. And I'll never forget it. It's like a sense memory thing. It, just that lime salt tequila. I mean, when I was a, when I was a young when I was a young alcoholic, uh, I used to think. Well, my whole point was like I want to get wasted fast, so I took shots. Right. Because if you take three shots in an hour, you're fucked. Oh god. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I was doing back then. I think I probably did. The, the, the day I got sick was we were watching the Kings play hockey. And we were at Moondoggies in La Jolla. We got free drinks there because we gave them free advertising in the Koala, which was a comedy newspaper on campus. So I was only 19, but because I knew the guys and I wrote for them, we just went and they just, they didn't care, whatever reason. It's also, it's like 93. So for whatever reason in 93 at Moondoggies in La Jolla, they didn't give a fuck. And so they were, I, I would do this thing where I would, they were cute because they had the, instead of toothpicks, they had those tiny little red swords. Uh-huh. And so they'd put the, oh. they'd put the lime with a little sword on the thing with the glass. Okay. So I'm like, little swords and I'm being silly and I'm like fighting with the sword. sword. Right. And I, I start using them to count my drinks and I'm like, look, I've only had four. And so oh, I start being dumb because one of them takes the sword away and I'm like, I only have three now. Ah! And it becomes this joke, Uh-oh. right? But then that was the thing is I lost count. I had no idea how many I had that night because because I was This is going downhill real fast. And it went, yeah. So I probably had like nine shots of tequila during it was in shoots. He scores. We're watching hockey. I'm screaming about hockey. Loved hockey at the time. Loved the Kings. 
Wayne Gretzky was still on the team. This oh, is a long yay. time ago. Oh, dope. Long time ago. Oh, and I'm screaming. I'm underage drinking at a bar. And, and all I get up, and I'm just like, oh, no. And I, I can kind of even remember what their bathroom looked like. It, it was a special bathroom that was away from the other ones because it was in the bar section. And I just booted all over the place and came back out and, and had another shot because I was only 19 and I could fucking take it. But the next day I was so hungover that I'll never drink tequila again. And that has been, let's see. Since that was 93, so. 20, about 24 years ago. Yeah, 24 years ago. You know, I um, I have a tequila story. Yeah. Um, mine was in high school prom. Ooh. 1998, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I was... Um well, actually, that would be two tequila stories. I'll tell the interesting one. I, I have one where I ended in the closet and started crying. Mm. So th- this one was in high school. So this one. Is this the clo- closet this, crying? Or is this yeah, this okay. is the closet okay, 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 crying. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So this is 1998. So like, uh, we all, everyone has a room at this place called the Henry VIII in St. Louis, which no longer exists. Um, it was like an old-timey English-looking place. Um, and so we're all partying and underage drinking. Yeah, and uh, well, I decided to take tequila to the head. Like, Ooh. oh yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only 17. I know what I'm Straight doing. Straight from the bottle. Straight from the oh, fucking bottle. Yeah, oh, I don't need the salt or the lime. Yeah, I'm no. 17. Yeah. Um, wrong. <laughs> uh, so I ended up putting on. I used to have this little uh, yellow nightgown. And mind you, the place is full with some of my peers that I go to school with, and I don't have any pants on. I'm wearing this little yellow nighty thing. Yeah. And I don't know what was in my fucking right mind. So I'm like dancing around, and then like I end up going to the bathroom. Is this I- before or after the prom? Oh, this is after the prom. Oh, this is after. Okay. So you're uh, out of your you're out of your dress. Prom dress. You're out of the prom dress. In my you're in the yellow nighty. nighty. You're dancing around, you're running up and down the hallway. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I decided to run a bath. And as I rode the bath, that water made me figure, oh, I should puke now. So I puke and I remember in the bathtub? Yeah, I puked nice. in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. Were you in the it, bathtub while you were puking? No, oh. no. I was <laughs> I missed the t- I missed the um the toilet. So I got, you know, on the ledge of the the toilet and i remember what i ate because i saw oh. french fries in my barf and it was kind of pinkish so wow. sorry sorry listeners um and i just i remember there was this little asshole his name was nick downs i'll never forget this and he was trying to be a little bit sexually assaulty and i was already not there and i'm like I you're like i already missed it. the salt honey i just i just drank it to my face i didn't yeah. use any salt and i'm like it's i'm, like, not I'm gonna, gonna be it. salty you're like no 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 you're not there's no salt i'm here. like i'm not gonna do it with you. Ah. Yeah, that's when you vomit on yourself even more. They just yeah. don't want to rape you when you vomit on yourself. Isn't that amazing it's how amazing. that works? It, it's vomit. really yeah. Young. But it lets you. It also lets me know how men just don't give a fuck. Well, no, but I I was taught in the rape crisis prevention program in what ninety one or whatever that uh, if you don't want to be raped, you just either pee yourself, shit yourself, or vomit on yourself. If if you've tried to yell for help and you've yelled fire and you've tried to you tried the grab, grab twist and pull and you missed and you're freaking out 
the way to avoid being raped is to shit yourself, pee your pants, or stick your fingers down your throat. And I was like, I was taught wow. this in high school, right? So wow. you did a great job. You avoided assault wow. by puking, you know, and I, smelling gross. You smelled like old tequila. I smelled like old tequila and french fries. Mm. So mm. I, I do recall running into the closet crying and I was singing a Bjork song. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. My, my friend, Michael Drummond, who I'm still friends with to this very day, comes to the closet with me, who is gay. Oh, <laughs> he came in the closet with me. And I was crying and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nobody likes me. I don't understand what I did. No one, I'm just so fucking Degrassi junior high right. crying moment. That was tequila. Tequila. Tequila mess. Uh, 1998. Flash forward, we'll go to 2001. I um, didn't learn your lesson. I didn't. Did not learn. Well, this one is an accident. Oh, okay. So this one, I um, I'm at a friend's uh, party in St. Louis still, and uh, guy I was messing around with. He was older than me. I was uh, 18, 19 at the time, and he was like 37, 38. Yeah. And I I was still a virgin. so we're at this party, we're drinking it. At my at the time I was like I liked Malibu and pineapple juice. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Coconut um, rum and pineapple, classic combination. Co- Delicious. And I liked dirty martinis too. Oh, so. you're an insane person. Yeah, I was you- <laughs> I, you just went from one delicious thing to one like highly disgusting, I like love, pickle juice, weirdo. I love it. The, mm-hmm. No, olive the olives juice. and dirty, olive. So, so olive we're drinking. We're all fun. in the kitchen, and most of the alcohol, all the good stuff is gone. So all now we're done to the like the cheap alcohol, um, the Schnooks brand, which Schnooks is a store in St. Louis. So which is a bad, horrible brand. So I'm drinking this clear stuff. It's like Osco vodka. Yeah. For us out here, Osco. Uh, or Royal Gate, Royal Gate vodka. Ooh. That's rock That's 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 homeless person. That's questionably housed <laughs> fucking uh, vodka. If you're drinking your vodka out of a plastic bottle, you probably you shouldn't issues. be drinking that vodka. You, you, you should got issues. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking at the time, because I'm an idiot, I'm thinking, oh, I'm just drinking vodka. Um, so, and I know, I'm like, this vodka tastes weird. Was it gin? No. Oh. So. This vodka, this clear liquid that's burning me tastes weird. I think yes. it's vodka, but it doesn't taste like vodka. So, I'm, I, this, after I've, I've drunk, like, I, and I was drinking it neat, too, because I was trying to get to the point. Right. Because, you know, I'm 18, 19. I don't know. I know everything. Yay. Um, wrong. Uh, so, the person picks up the bottle, they pour it, and they mix it with Coke. I'm like, why are you mixing vodka with Coke? They're like, that's not vodka. It's tequila. And the label... Tequila and Coke is even worse. Yeah. What are these psychotic people doing? I don't know. I don't believe in mixing Coke in anything. Yeah. Uh, well, at least the liquid form. Right. Uh, so, because I didn't see the label the label was not facing me the person pours it uh and I'm, he puts the bottle down and it says tequila oh my Schnucks. god and i'm like you're, no! drinking, white, you're drinking clear no! tequila is that it's oh that's that is uh, horrific it was and horrific from there when i saw that label oh. i flashed back to me being in the closet again i just vomited a little right now <laughs> like just, just even sympathetically curling oh, it you. was terrible oh. right then and there i got drunk immediately as yeah. soon as i saw that label and i oh. and yeah. i remember i like went 
all the way up to the third floor because it was like a three-story house and I'm like swaying and I hear this guy playing acoustic guitar I'm like oh, I need to get away from this ah and so I went up to someone's bedroom and it's dark and everyone's like just let her lie down you know she'll be okay and then dude that I was talking to who I don't remember his name was he was drunk and he was trying to more sexually salty he was trying uh, to like fuck me I'm like no wow. no and I remember someone that lived in the house came in the room and they're like yo stop that she's fucking passed out yo yeah it's like ah oh, fucking sexual assault god damn I just don't I understand think about that yeah. now. Now, now we spelunk the memories of of fucking. uh yeah they but it's it somehow somehow and I don't know if it's if it's men or boys if it's their own volition or if it's something that they've gotten from movies or brothers or other men or if it's just if it's just pervasive in the society that they think when a girl is passed out that well she's not going to remember it anyway so it really doesn't matter and it's like but how just the the total lack of seeking consent and, and just thinking that like this is completely fine they, it's like fucking a corpse. I guess, yeah. I mean, if that's what you guys are into, I mean, you're not, uh, I mean, ew, you're sticking your dick in something that, you, it's not moving. It's not she, yet. You know, she's breathing at least, but. Maybe, she, yeah. She's, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. She, but she's not here, man. Right. So what, I mean, so you get to stick your, you get to stick your dick into something and woo, wow. That's. What joy. How what do joy? they, well, that's like, how do they get hard when it's like. You yeah. know, it's like, is that, I guess it's, it's, is it a passed out lady is sexy? I don't, I don't know. And especially if it's you're a drunk male thing. on top of that too, it's just like, what, I mean, yeah. I, I just I don't, don't know. I don't I, get it either. I, I, I think men are nasty. That's just, <laughs> I think they can be. I, I just, I don't understand where, where and how the culture has decided and given them the idea that it's okay that in such a large swath that, you know, sexual assault is no big deal. That they would even, I don't know, have the volition to want to do that. I, I, it just, I don't really understand. I don't really understand it. Probably because we were raised correctly and we're good people. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Just, I don't know. But we're also not men either. Because I don't hear too many women raping women. Right. Or you, I don't right. hear too many women trying to rape men. Well, I mean, I have a rape joke, but I haven't done it in a long time. But hey, Matthew Quirk, um, I have a rape joke, and I haven't done it in a long time about you know taking it when a, when a guy before he wakes up if you if he's sleeping you know and you take it flaccid dick in your mouth and you suck it till it's hard you know that's power like that's my rape joke which I think is kind of funny but I don't say it very often because right now in this like Climate. everybody's like me too me too and I'm like ah we are joined right now by Matthew Quirk how are you doing uh pretty good can I uh, use your bathroom crash your party charge my absolutely <laughs> yeah sure just like a do man. you did you park your van around the corner I'm pretty close by. You're yeah. pretty close. That's yeah. nice. He's, he's his house, his apartment is around the corner. I uh, so I use the visit. local laundromat and all that sort of thing. Oh, good for you. Well, welcome, welcome to the Altic. I'll join you in just Matthew a few Quirk. minutes. Thank yeah, you. sweet. He's gonna go use the restroom. So, uh, you, so you have to retire that joke till probably maybe a year or two. I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been doing that joke for like four years, so I don't I haven't done it recently, but it's it's the same thing about like. 
I'm an insensitive person. You guys can listen to last week's show if you didn't listen. Uh, I'm completely <laughs> insensitive. I'm a terrible feminist. I'm an awful. I'm a perv- I'm a handler of the rape culture. I'm completely. You like, like men more. I like. I guess I like men more. I don't know. <laughs> I found it just just to just to bring it full circle from last week. I talked to the male in question, and he had no idea that any of this was going on. Oh. He's never asked her out. He's never oh, oh. asked used any language at all in any way. This this it actually gets a little bit more interesting. It, now. I know. I I told him I just I thought I would be remiss if I didn't share the podcast with him, and and so I sent it to him, and I said, hey, just want to let you know, you might want to give this a listen. I don't know where she was coming from. I I tried to defend you, but I didn't really think that your actions even needed defensing, because um, I don't think that you really did anything. I just want I just want to make you aware of this. Right. And, then, and I said at the end of it, I said that I think that you should just, just not not talk to this, just not interact with this person at all just stop interacting with him and he was so hurt he was like it is always he's like I had no idea that I've done anything to make anyone else feel uncomfortable and he's like it's always uh, oh he's like I'm always trying to be nice to everybody and I didn't mean for anything to be taken in any way he's never been interested in her at all in a dating capacity so that sort of confuses the mix and I'm like I don't know where is this coming from exactly so now I'm like I don't know what to do it's all in someone's head I don't know so now um, but I'm excited because now that happy hour there's a bunch of different people that are going to host and I'm going to be out of town anyway so it's um so we've got this week is Alyssa Westerlund uh next week is uh, Ian Levy, then um, Arden, then um, uh, then Annette Mullaney, and then Zane Barrett. So those are the five hosts of December, and it's exciting because it gives people opportunity to host. I think it'll widen the audience for people because, I don't know, people spread it around more when they're like, I was the host, or whatever. Um, so everything works out all right in the end, but... But this is a mystery. It's a, I mean, it's a mystery. Well, and what's not a mystery is uh, tomorrow, if anybody wants to come by, from 9 in the morning until 2.45 in the afternoon, we're going to be uh, cleaning the station. We're going to be revamping everything. If you want to come volunteer for Mutiny Radio, stop on by. Come on, hell. 2781 21st Street. Yeah, we're going to... I'm going to try to get everything cleaned out from upstairs, get this whole place. We've got the new computer that we bought um, that's going to be the same as over here. Nice. So this will all, won't will make that crazy sound anymore. <laughs> um, it's, it's exciting upgrades and stuff. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow at the station. So if anybody wants to come by, There might be please weed do. involved. Oh, of course there's going to be weed involved. Please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's always. In fact, I'm excited for some weed to be involved. Um, what we have here, what we're going to listen to right now is one of my buddies, the young Ben from uh, Nomad from the school. I was teaching the guys. He sent me an email today and said, hey, will you play this um, on your show? And I said, sure, I'll play this song on your show. Um, I'm not sure if he made this song or if someone else made this song, but he wanted us to play it. He's a little youngster. Yeah. He's a 14-year-old kid, lives in the mission. He's a cool dude, and uh, he wanted us to play this. Uh, also, I'm sure that hopefully there aren't children listening to the show, but if there are parents listening to this show and you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, 
uh, I'm starting a new after-school program for kids, junior high-aged uh, boys and girls, to have their own podcast on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I can take four kids each day. It's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday from four to six, so I can have a maximum of eight kids uh, during the uh, three months. So it's 12 classes. 300 bucks, so it's kind of, it's a steal. It's 25, it's basically 12.50 an hour for me to hang out with your junior hire uh, so that they won't get into trouble and we'll be making some art and stuff. So, hey, if you're out there and you wanna, it's it's a steal, actually. Uh, but here is the iPhone remix thing that he wanted me to play. us some cool weird music sweet um speaking of cool things we're gonna watch allison hooker's uh, set here from the punchline she just applied to the mutiny radio comedy festival so let's check this out ladies and gentlemen allison hooker <laughs> and last name on my gym clothes. <laughs> so we just said, oh, hooker. Just, I'm like, my pants across my chest. It took me a little longer to find the funny in it. They tease me. They tease me so much that my gym teacher gave me new clothes and she was like, sweetheart, you need to write something else. <laughs> so I wrote the hooker. 
I was cruising around like wearing a training bra to support the nipples that had come in. Now I wear a padded bra to support the nipples that have come in. I'm waiting. my titties on a guy's face the other night. It's not even the joke yet. I broke his nose on my chest. But in my defense, he's Arab, so he's got like quite a nose. It's actually Syrian. He learned how to write in Arabic first, so we met when he swiped the wrong way on that um, Allison Hooker applied 
applied. Um, that's super cool because I, I didn't, I didn't think that she. I don't know. There's a lot of people in the scene that. Like, I don't know why everyone's not applying. I mean, I'm like, because for, for me, I'm like, give me your 10 bucks. Just apply. Give me 10 bucks. But then more than that, you know, I want people to want to get in. But this year's going to be super tough because there is a caliber of people that are applying. Here's 10 bucks. Oh, here's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! See how that works? The caliber Imagine. of people applying. Latoya saw last week, Kevin Monroe is yeah. Awesome. Andy Picaro is That's like a amazing. headliner. That Ivan Garcia guy was so polished. Hunter Donaldson is coming back. So, like, there's this... And so what the, the thing that's hard for me is that, and thank God Steve Poggi is coming because he's sort of going to be my, and Jonathan helps too. And you, you've been, Latoya obviously has been helping tremendously because I have no idea when I start watching 10 of these in a row, I, I can't tell what I think is funny, what other people think are funny. And then I've, when I've watched them a few times, I'm like, is this funny? Right. And it, cause like yeah. there's, there's different funny for different people. Right. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you're not getting the same kind of funny because you're just going to have repetition. Well, I don't you, want either. You got to get criteria. Well, I don't want any. Yeah, I need a rubric. I don't want any like hacky stuff. But the other thing is that when you're watching someone's five to ten minutes, you're I'm judging on whether I think that they can do 30 plus minutes of different material over five, five days. days. So this now this happened last year, and I was I I only made a couple. There were only I think two on the whole festival that I was like. Eh, I probably shouldn't have chosen them <laughs> because they did the same set multiple times. And I was like, you're on a festival with different themes. You get over 30 minutes total. Why would you, and it's recorded. Why would you ever do the same set twice? It's it's tough to know everything about everybody. I mean, it's uh, if I may relate it to sports, being the man in the room, uh, it's it's like pitching. Some people are starters, some people are mid people, some people are closers, sure, and sure. like you know, a guy might have you know one killer set and nothing else. Right. And other people are better at just like riffing or just they got funny bones. So no matter what they're talking about, you're laughing. Sure. You sure. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, there is a thing with with funny that's like I see how that would get laughs it's not funny well there's also people that there's people that are like you Matthew Quirk are a serious joke writer you write your script by the you way, have jokes. I won't force you to uh, uh, play mine and judge it here. I'll let oh, that happen. Oh no, no, no! It's I'll let that happen the, in the mystery the, of the. the yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we do. We've been watching <laughs> some of them on the Altcast because it's 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 twofold. One, it gives stuff so that we don't have to talk the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's an opportunity during the month of November to sort of see what the submissions are because it's it's overwhelming at this yeah, point. Yeah, sure. We've had I've had like. I'm, I'm 85 submissions now and there's still out. a couple days I just got three more today I can only relate this back in the day I used to be a big time drug weed person mm. and uh, we get invited to judge you know harvest contests sure sure how the hell do you judge you know oh, and you gotta right. you gotta start coming with criteria and be like even though you can't tell how high it gets you because you're smoking another one right, 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 minutes, right, right. Yeah. that you gotta sort of like develop a system to recognize like do I feel this initial thing do I feel 
feel well the other you know, problem is, is that the material itself I'm biased to yeah. there's the girl from uh, Louisiana who gets up on stage and she's like I moved to, I moved to New Orleans because I'm a drunk and all of her jokes are about being an alcoholic I'm laughing my ass off because she's like doing she's, jokes that are funny for she me she speaks to you it's relatable yeah. for me it's totally relatable you're her target audience exactly and it's the same thing when there's somebody with like all cat jokes I'm like I love now, does it mean it's fun? It means I love it. Cat jokes might fall flat in some arenas. Wait, right, well, right. I actually have a show on the festival called Cats, Cats, Cats and other animal material. And it's all just jokes about animals. And they, I just want people to do all animal-centric material. Because I have 10 minutes on my cat. I have 10 minutes about masturbating with my cat and loving my cat and my life with my cat. I have a full 10. And I'm sure there are other women or men. I'd love it. There's a crazy cat guy. Hell yeah! Like, Steve Poggi has some cat, cat jokes. But, I, I mean, I I love cats. But, so that's the problem is that I don't... If, if somebody is here from, like, you know, New York or something, and they do, like, a bunch of cat jokes, I'm going to be like, I'm going to knee-jerk them in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they might... Because I'll be like, oh! But it's... I mean, it's hard. I kind of have to assume that... Everybody's good. Everyone's good and everyone sucks. As comedians, like we're all great sometimes and we all suck sometimes. Yeah. And are they gonna? Are they gonna suck? Damn. Um, are they gonna suck on March first through fifth? Or bombing are is they a chance be? we take. It's a great equalizer to us all. But like, yeah, I, I hear some comedians who are getting all kinds of laughs with just like redundant material, hacky, it's just yeah. plain shit. It's like it's not clever or funny. Yeah. So hacky. so you just gotta sort of be able to judge like okay I'm not laughing I don't think it's funny to me that's not the comedy I want to do but I can see how this guy would win an audience over sure would be well hopefully this year get I can a lot of laughs. get I think this year is going to be uh, the best in terms of audience it's been great so far in the past two years it's been amazing but now I actually have a budget to like do marketing and Spark is helping out so much not only financially but they're letting me use their email list so to be able to direct market I mean I only need to sell 750 seats to sell out the whole damn thing and if I have access to 46,000 people that live in San Francisco Bay Area yeah better odds like way better odds than before way better and then with like you know doing all the work of like sending out the PRs and putting it on the spin goes and the and the do the bays and the calendars and blah, 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 blah. We got your back. I don't know why. That's a new swing arm, too. I have no idea why. It broke in two different ways since, like she, since I've been sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't yeah. like It landed in my lap at first. Yeah. My microphone, that is, uh, people out there. And uh, It's a it new just, swing arm. It, it also got possessed and just fell. Possessed. Yeah. This so place is fucking possessed Well, tomorrow, tomorrow, it'll all be fixed because tomorrow we'll be here at the station from 9 to 2.30. Come join us. 2781 21st Street. And we're going to clean. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take all the everything apart. We're gonna all the dust will be gone. Basically, gonna take everything out, clean it, move it all back in. We're gonna fix. I'm gonna have someone on this damn CD. I'm gonna have someone sit with a pile of CDs. If anyone has an autistic child, I'd like to put them on the floor with because somehow the uh, adults here are unable to take a CD out and put it back in the case. So I've got like huge stacks of CDs.
CDs and huge stacks of CD cases. With no CD With no CDs in them. That's annoying. And it's so annoying. And it's one of those things where it's going to take someone an hour and a half. It just is. Unless we just throw them all away, which I'm not willing to do because why would I do that? There's some music on there, man. Right, exactly. I love CDs. That's one of my my pet peeves, too, when I had CDs. Like, I hate it when I saw other people's, like, a big stack. And then I'm like, ooh, yay, look, it's a Depeche Mode CD. Where the fuck is the CD at? Yeah, Gemini. It's just the case. And the way that they're put terrible in places and stuff, I'm just like, oh, God. So I want to have a person just dedicated to, like, there's going to be another person that's dedicated to, we'll see how many people I get. So this this is how I'm going to transition into what I want to talk about. Yeah, good. That sounds like women's work. Ah, Ah, here we go. So, here we go. So are you you're you're very excited about your misogynistic jokes. It's good. That's funny. It's good. Uh, well, that was just a spur of the moment thing I thought of. But so I wanted you guys were talking about when I first entered the room. Uh, the whole me too thing. I've got a lot to say. So assault. Uh, yeah, so uh, my nickname growing up in my family, one of the many was uh, Maddie Me Too. Maddie I, Me Too. Yeah, cuz I had an older brother and it's like, "Oh, Joe's going to go, oh, Me Too." You know, I was like, Maddie me too. me too. So now I can't be saying Me Too no more. It's totally now you this, this okay, movement just has they, erased my history. Just because they... No, they, they can't change the context of it. You can still have your history with the context. You can take it back. You and can so do I'll that. <laughs> you can back. do that. You have a genuine connection to that... Predates. Fr- phrase. Phraseology. It predates sexual assault, as we all know, only started happening recently. It's not from the 60s. But oh. me, the Me Too thing... Now, the Me Too thing actually kind of pissed me off because... Yeah, we've all been sexually assaulted. Yeah, but let's... Me too, listen to me, listen. We all, I mean... I don't want to discount any, but it sucks that we've been assaulted. It sucks that that men can. It sucks that it's pervasive in the yeah. culture that it just happens, and that I'm even like, yeah, of course it happens. We all know that. Like we did. Now, I mean, who hasn't been sexually assaulted? Yeah. Well, have you heard? I don't know. I mean, I have. I don't. The part of the the scary part of it is the fact, like, if it it happens at work and it, it, it's going to affect your job or right, you right, try right, right, right. to work yourself up. Sure, sure, sure. You know, where yeah. you're going to have to suck a dick or two. Right. Um, but it's where, called the casting couch for a reason. That's yeah. right, the casting couch. Which sure, is, that's fine in idea, porno and wait, Hollywood, but, but it seems to happen at McDonald's. Right, well, but that's the thing, is the idea behind the casting couch and the reason it exists as a terminology is that the woman is somehow in there, she's talentless except she gives a good blowjob and she works her way up sex but it's But the way that we've been taught is it's almost like an empowering idea. Whereas it's really just the power dynamic where you're being taken advantage of because Absolutely. you're new and they have the power and so they're saying suck my dick or you're not going to get this role as opposed to I want to suck dick because I want to get ahead. There's kind of a di- ha ha but I'm just, so there's a but there's the, the mentality yeah, there's is that the Madonna whore society played out thing. But, yeah. and then, but then sociologically and what, where we've been grown and what we've been told it's just it's, it's accepted because it's a thing. I think the fact that matters like I think now that we have a turning point going on between the sexes is that you're realizing that males have been raised in rape culture. And just even what we were talking about with like the tequila stories, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh my oh, God, I almost got raped. But, but here's Twice. the thing is that women have been taught to be subservient and get married and your husband can do whatever he wants. It's not rape if it's your husband. Well, that's not true. False. Because you might not want to have sex yeah. and he might force you to do that. But legally, it's been okay for years and years. And usually, it's you know the rule of thumb men used to be able to beat their wives 
with a stick that was no bigger than the width of their thumb. Yeah. And even and so if you had big beefy thumbs, but that's the thing is it's a word, it's a phrase that exists. So like we're all being like, me too, me too. yeah, me too since the 1700s, me too since women existed. There's been a power dynamic that we're finally trying to acknowledge. It's like. Yeah, we've been saying it yeah. forever. I, I've been, I am appreciating that the fact that there have been a lot of people now. Like today, it's like every day somebody is falling from grace. Like today, <laughs> yeah, Matt, you heard about Matt, that? Matt Lauer Matt got Lauer. axed from the Today Show. The first good-looking guy to Matt, be accused yeah. of sexual misconduct. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, he was and like. You know who else? Wow. Garrison Keeler. Oh, from yeah, from. You're lying. Yeah. I don't know. No. I was reading about that on my way here. NPR's Garrison Keeler? Yeah, he Minnesota Public Radio. Yep. He's not seems, alive anymore, is he? Yes, he is. He, he just retired. Yeah. He retired from Lake Wobegon. He yeah. didn't die. Okay. It seems the most uh, innocent. If you know, if his story is even like kind of true, definitely the most innocent of the accusations. Uh, he he claims his hand just <laughs> went to the wrong area. Like if she came over to hug me. And I go to hug her at a particular safe area, and she suddenly bends down to hug me, and now I'm wrapped around one of her boobs. Well, that that sounds like that sort of thing. Like that it sounds like, like the a George bad, Bush. A bad, no, George Bush. The George Bush with great. grabbing the asses because he's in a wheelchair. I had so a he's like, I'm grabbing my that hair. just made Hip it easier. Area yeah. is right. Yeah. There's a difference was, between this and this, though. He was doing too much explaining to that article. Right. If I actually uh, grab, you know, there, and then my hand is just there, but if there's like a sort of a Double pump with the fingers. That's like, uh, that's that's yeah, yeah. that's gross. That's a, yeah, that their second one's definitely an intentional grab, and the first one is yeah. questionable. Miss the, the thing that the thing that just astounds me though is that <laughs> all of a sudden we're like, oh look, we're acknowledging this, but it wasn't even. It was what 1912 that we got the vote. 1920. Or 1920, and so we haven't. It's only been a hundred years since we've been thought of as people that can think. As we weren't. Women haven't way. been taught to read. We're. This is all recent stuff. Suddenly we're like, oh yeah, well, you can't just get credit cards yeah, till 1975. It's it's insane. There's so many ways that women have been subjugated. I uh, that might have been a good decision. Fuck off. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing, too, is that are women able to, ca- to control their own finances? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In, in the, but that's the thing, the idea in the past that you, you, your father's property Bankruptcy and you have a existed dowry. long before women but, had access to the But in the, in the structure, it was that we all sort of was like, we were like, American values, Christianity, marriage. Horseshit. Stuff. Exactly. But, <laughs> but the whole thing is that women, were, there was a thing, like men took care of you. You went from your father's house to your husband's house with a dowry so that you had some work. Because you, of course, on your own are just yeah. a big walking well, while, vagina that makes babies and baby cook. While we're talking up. about it, everything in the world has changed since then. I mean, Fair enough. you know, all those rules that, that, that applied under uh, were in a time where you could have one job and buy a house. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and six kids. Uh, it was a whole different... Everything was different. We've been pulling at the threads of this sweater long enough that to even right. make comparisons right. is just... We're, we're too absurd. We live You're, in a different I, world now. I, you know? I completely Well, agree. I mean, there's definitely... And, and, and on that note, update the whole, you know, mis- sexual think, misconduct. Yeah. <laughs> I think the fact that matters is just like a lot of, you know, 
women and minorities were getting tired. Getting <laughs> fucking tired. And I think also what probably lit a fire to our asses is like the administration and like the fact of like not being not being able to get um, uh, an e- an even wage with men. Right, right. That's the ERA was never passed. We still have have no legislation that says that men and we- women need to be paid Equal pay. equally in the workforce. Right. Because they because they hold it over our heads and they go, well, women just aren't very good negotiators. False. So, but the, I but the thing is, I was taught to be not be a good negotiator. Right, I right, wasn't right. supposed That's to ask for whole, more money. Yeah. I didn't know it was like I didn't know that when you get a job, you have to ask for as much as you can because you're only going to get two or three percent a year after that. You're not going to get any big bump even when your knowledge so if you feel like anyways I I was I've been in the workforce differently than men and I feel like I was trained and especially as a teacher it was like this is what you make you can't negotiate you make this pittance and this is what you make and you better be happy about it because being a teacher is a really you know great whatever and you know I made $24,000 my first year out of school and I had a, I had a BA and I had a teaching credential I had an advanced degree and I made $24,000 and I just didn't even question it and so I've never made more than $36,000 ever in a year in my life because I'm a woman and I was married anyways and my husband made tons of money so why would I care kind of thing but this is just shopping money right exactly right but and that's why you would never give a bitch a credit card back in those days because she has no idea how to do money she has no concept of money because why, why would she have a concept of money when her father takes care of her and she doesn't earn any money when, and it's, the, when it's actually the opposite when men don't actually know how to take care no, of I mean it's mostly men that fall into bankruptcy or you know it's sometimes if the woman is you know in the household you know the wife would be like well why are you spending your money on frivolous things when we could be saving more blah 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 women are better negotiators and we are better, I, I feel, economically, because I, I just feel like... It depends like- if, you have, if we have children or not, because then we're taking care of that other person. Well, and ourselves. But I, I know some people Well, then you have, have more hands-on, the shopping, the actual expenses, the guy coming in to fix the stuff, like... Except, you know, except, in, the, th- except in nowadays, where we've taught men to be entitled little fuckballs that don't have to do anything yeah, because one of my one of my buddies her the her baby daddy Uh-oh. takes advantage of her like okay he works but he doesn't pay the rent and then the money disappears and i try to keep telling her i'm like he's he on like cocaine he sounds like a scumbag he's a scumbag but she takes care of everybody she's amazing and just just the sweetest and most amazing as human a, being as a dateless man this is particularly angering uh, right you know? exactly <laughs> that see that would, would you date someone with a kid you wouldn't have a problem with that yeah, I've so I'm 50. I, there are my, who doesn't have you know what woman doesn't have a kid at my people have been I, in college people had kids like it's not <laughs> okay. this new thing you know it's like I you know yeah but the fact that matter that she has to take care of a grown ass man she takes See, care of a grown ass man that's where I draw the man. line I've done that before and boy was I stupid that well. was one and done no no where he, <laughs> no when I'm like paying for his rent oh no that's oh bad. yeah. No, yeah. This no, is, yeah, they have, to, they have to. Well, there was. I've. I know some really seedy men. One of my other.
other incredibly great friends had an ex-boyfriend who just, he was one of those guys that didn't have any concept of other people's money. So he took, he went to Best Buy and he used her credit oh, no. to buy TV this whole, yeah, $4,000 TV thing. But then what he did is he took it back and then he got the money, got the money. and sold it, sold and bought a bunch of drugs. But then he didn't sell the drugs. Yeah, okay. He didn't sell the drugs. He did the drugs. So he owed her four grand for like four years. She was on his ass. They finally, they broke up. She And this was when they were together. And she was like, finally, she was like, I can't do this anymore. So, she, but she was always like, I don't want to leave my Kayleen, blah, blah, blah. I can't she get a finally, second date. And that shit took four years. I know, that's right. Exactly. Break. And so then she <laughs> was still, I don't think she ever saw her four grand again. And But the way that she like that. explained it to me is she said, you know, some guys just don't have a concept of your money. They just sort of like... They don't get it. There's certain people that just take advantage of you monetarily and don't even see it as a problem. They just don't even get it. That, I find that, that to be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, exactly. if I took their money, they fucking get exactly. it. You know? that, yeah. that was crackish. You don't, yes, yeah. crackish. So, yeah, I used to be a drug dealer, okay? So, it's like, if it's no big deal, then give me the money. You know? It's, right. it's like, I don't have, well, what's the big deal? If it's no big deal, then show up with the fucking money. You know, that, that argument works both ways. If it's not a big deal, then bring it. But she then should. somehow, as women, I don't know if it's a woman thing, or, but we're taught to still yes, put it up so with it the and nurture and care and for them to say, oh, I'll never do it Coddle again. Them. This is the last time. I mean, how many oh, women are beaten by their boyfriends, husbands? and they? So look at the NFL ladies. They still marry these guys. They got a black eye at the wedding, you know? They're like, oh, well, well I, I, I dated a, an abused woman and, uh, you know, she divorced one guy and married the other and it's like, well, you know, the first guy was poor and not that great looking. Like, the second guy, although he treated me bad, you know, he, he was rich and good looking. So, so like, there was still, like, the bad treatment didn't change, but other stuff did. The economics did. Uh, yeah, and she was like, well, you know, what What more could I hope for than to also get a good, to have, finally have a good looking guy? That's you know? sad. It, it's, it kind of is, but... You know, we know in life you don't really get everything you want all the time. You do make compromises. So you just get bitch slapped. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that's out there, too. With like these NFL ladies, like, you know, I, I was jokingly saying the woman bitching about uh, being cheated on by uh, Tiger Woods. Right. And it's like, well, that Home Depot manager that you were dating right before him would cheat on you, too. Like, you know, <laughs> right. you've got a, the best looking, most popular, richest dude oh, I, in the world. I was taught. Yeah. I trained to want that. I was taught that know. it's only sexual harassment if they're ugly. That, that, was, that was what was behind my Matt Lauer comment exactly. about it's like only, the first good-looking guy but to that's get charged what I was, with this That's stuff. what I was taught. That's what I was taught is that wow. it's only sexual harassment. Otherwise, it's flirting. That's like if there's a guy oh, wow. at work and he's good-looking and well, he fucks with you, you should, then it's flirting. But if it's if it's a guy who... Well, also, so when I worked at Ethan Allen, there was a guy who would sexually kind of harass me, but he wasn't above me. He was... We were probably like on the same level. We were peers. Um, and he would make make comments about like if I was on a ladder and I was wearing a skirt he'd like get he'd say things like about thongs or about he said one time about 
he'd like a bacon thong or something. He's like oh, something. It was on, kind of man. it was kind of gross. But he was um, that's ugly. Just, that's just creepy as so, and it was kind of creepy. But I was like the bacon thong. Yeah, I was just he like was I was like ass. how about I was like Everybody how about we bacon. not talk about I was like how about we not talk about me on a ladder at all in any capacity, and and it's it stopped. I didn't have to go to anybody higher up and say anything. But put your foot I, down. But I made but I made a joke about it at the time, and I think I still have is that. You know, it was only sexual harassment because he was ugly. Like, if he was good looking, I would have been like, look at him flirting. That's so silly. Like, if he was like a. Well, there's something to that uh, in uh, uh, Mad About You, that sitcom from, the from way back when. Yeah. Fertilizer. Yeah, so. Uh, so, to, in this one episode, they're, they're like, look, we met each other on like mutual depression and now we're married. And it's like, do you think you could pick me up today? So, they go to a bar and she like sits somewhere else and he has to like go up there and talk to her and like pick her up and he's coming with the old cheesy lines you know and she's like oh well and just keeps on walking away from him. and then some really good looking guy comes with the same cheesy line and she's like oh well yes i do come here often there is that from the man's perspective there is that sort of thing yeah like a good looking guy does that no problem you know it's matt it's, Lauer. it's it's a regular guy <laughs> doing it so it's nice to see matt Lauer, a good looking guy go get, down go down yeah. yes yeah because they all been ugly and they all do it and that's where the not so good looking not so confident guys get the hints like damn he does that and they, they love it so maybe i'll try it sure you well know. no it's the same rant that i'll go through all the time. So we're about about like Vince we're just Vaughn. mimicking the the you know right. But that's the thing is that Vince Vaughn is giving people the him. wrong idea. He's a schlubby, <laughs> ugly guy who's in his fifties who gets to date in the movies where like he suddenly has to choose between two 24 year old girls. Two he's not the only girls one. Girls are fighting over him, right? But he's like it's the same thing. It's like John Constantly Travolta. Fifty something year old guys have a twenty something year old love interest. Clint Eastwood or whatever, and they're like you even watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with like. David. I'm like, how's this old guy getting all these young broads? Right, right. Like, well, seriously. But it's the same thing that that new show, and I, I don't like it. I watched one episode, and I was like, fuck this show. It's called Flaked. On. Oh, yeah. And it. I watched one episode, and I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck Will Arnett. You 50-something. Oh, look at your bod when you're 50-something. Fuck you. You've got two 23, you got a 22-year-old and a 24-year-old hot, hot girl. And both of them are like, oh, you're so amazing, Will Arnett. Fuck you for giving guys the And his schlubby buddy friends. I got a right like, me a script. Fuck them. Why are they giving people the idea that they can fucking date 24? You know what? Fuck you. 24-year-old girls should be going after 24-year-old guys. How come they're not going after 40-year-old chicks? Right. There are a lot of single 40-year-old chicks who look plenty, actually look, look some of them look, look better than 20-year-old. But, yeah, the, some but the, hot but the ones, thing is, is that the 50-year-old guy, he's done with talking to women. He just wants a hot young piece of ass who's pretty and too dumb and just likes everything he says and thinks, wow, he's really great. He's so con-. And this guy is a loser guy on the fucking show. He's an and it's like a recovering alcoholic. Right, and it's like, yeah. you're a loser. And then you give people hope. Because regular <laughs> schlubby guy who has shitty job is going and going like, yeah, I could get the 24-year-old hot waitress. Dude, it's... it's uh, for me. I used to be they're selling, alcoholic. They're selling the fantasy to us loser guys who have an otherwise miserable life. Right. <laughs> no, but the fantasy is the fact that 
people take in that fantasy and put in their reality thinking that this is something real that they can actually do when it's not and also the fact of the matter that you know it's showing the fact that women over the age of 40 are not that attractive and you know there's it's still that whole right. stereotype of like you know I gotta get the younger chick because younger right. chicks are much better looking than like yeah, the woman the, over their 40s or 50s yeah the is, not on the menu concept right. like they gotta like last you know the last fuckable day the yeah, Amy Schumer which skit. is totally oh, false I, and I think and this this plays into the fact of the me too you know where the fact of like all these you know you have to be young in order to be sexually harassed you know <laughs> No. I'm like, fuck that. No, you don't have to be young. Well, I, you just I, I was sexually harassed the other day on the street because of the outfit I was wearing. I wore a cute, weird outfit, and I kind of looked like a roller derby girl without roller skates. But I was covered up like I was wearing. I was wearing orange nylons with knee-high socks this over the norm. This to me. Right, so orange nylons. Orange nylons with orange and black knee-high stockings on top of those. And then I had on uh, a little pair of, was I wearing like some some kind of like little hot pants shorts, but I was covered. And then I wore um, a tank top that was sequined and I had my bomber jacket on top of that. And I was just walking and I was harassed by so many dudes. Like a guy pulled his car over oh, and no. said, he pulled his car over in <laughs> the in the no. tenderloin and he says to me, oh, how do I money? get to the Bay Bridge? And I said, you're in a big truck. You obviously have a smartphone. What are you, <laughs> ask the phone. You Why are you bullshit he was talking to me? Why are you the, hollering? And he's like, come here. Oh, hell Come no. here. I'm like, mm -mm. no. That shit what don't are work. You, why are you even talking to me? Yelling at me from a car. So, so it happened like four like I'm times. A right. And, like I'm a prostitute. Mm -mm. There were, but four times I was stopped by men um, saying, like, commenting in some way and, like, in. Just being nasty. Well, not, I mean, yeah, there was, it was, it was cat calls. It wasn't like the one guy who said, uh, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. It wasn't a compliment like that, like a clever compliment. It was like, but put my hand in your butt or stuff like, you know, like weird shit that I was getting yelled at me. Just and whistling too. What? Look at that. And I'm like, which is why I never, and I'm completely covered. See, this is, oh, see, this is why it doesn't matter what you wear. It does not matter if you're wearing something short or busty or covered up. And hot sh in shorts? No, but when I but when I walk down the street like this, I, no one says anything to me. But if I was wearing, it's just it's when I show my legs, like when I show them, even when they're covered, shown, and they're still, it's I don't I don't understand. But people, and when I so I get to the bar later in the day, and I tell my friend, I say, "Oh, this happened." I can't, guys can't stop screaming at me on the fucking street today. And my friend Katie, she goes, "She goes, well, you are dressed like that." <laughs> Fucking fair enough. I mean, <laughs> I'm wearing orange and that stuff. And it was it was the week before um, Halloween, so I you felt like it bright. was fine. You were bright. I was bright. I you was like bright. rainbow bright. Yeah, you weren't like busty. You were just bright. I don't have 
any bust. I don't have boobs, so I can't be busty. Like, it's just... I don't understand why men think that, hey, girl, when you're in your car, that it's okay. Hey, psst, hey, yeah, girl, yeah, come here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to come up to your car. We'll Stranger danger. Stranger well, fucking... Look, hold on, Do you on, think I'm a prostitute? Down, like, I get it if I was a prostitute. Like, for real, like, what kind of man are you, punk-ass bitch? I hate that shit. I hate that and shit And everybody so knows that the prostitutes are on Shotwell in 19th, <laughs> between Shotwell in 19th and 20th. So, and if I'm not on those two corners, don't fucking pull over and talk to me. Don't fucking pull over, period. Well, those girls actually do want you to well, pull they over because it's their job. Them hoes, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have hoes. no... I, sex workers, all, I wish it was legal, kids. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we could empower people to use that as a way to make money and secure their lifestyle of their choice. That would make me happy for Look, that to be It's already safe, called the oldest profession. Right. I mean, we can no longer be in denial that it is work in, in uh, work. Uh, that it's is real work. Su- you know, Absolutely. supply and demand. Uh, yeah. It's right well, in there, the capitalist doctrine, I'll, uh, that I'll, it should be the most legal thing. We'll, we'll close out the AltaCast um, with me promoting my new story that it actually t- dovetails into this. I'm currently writing a story for Tim's Tesseract, which is Tim's Tesseract. Com. And uh, it's a new website that uh, Pervert Fervor and Tim Pizza have put together. And so the story is called Jane Six, and it's San Francisco, the year 2222. And women in the Ten Lawn uh, have three choices they can be a sexer, a breeder, or a host. And wow. they have to choose. And um, so the first two, st- the first story was released yesterday, and then the second one will come out. They're going to be weekly installments on the website so Damn. go um, it's it's super feminist and he told me when he wanted me to write for this he goes Pam you know I really want you to write something cool but like I don't want it to be political and I'm like okay cool so he says like you know make it in the future with like aliens or some shit and I'm like alright I'll put a story but of course it's completely political it's completely yeah. feminist I was gonna say so women in the future only have three choices a sexer a breeder or a host and then one of them sort nothing of breaks political out political about that nothing political about that not at all in the year 2220 it's after the water year the water wars of 2121. So there's, I've, I've got some weird details that are kind of come out. There's Damn. no cats left in the world because Uh-oh. they were all the first alien invasion. Thought the cats, they were like the perfect food source for them. So the any cats sounds on, like on utopia Earth, now. But that's for me, it's the worst, right? But so these girls have no idea what cats are, and one of them finds a book. Anyways, it's <laughs> I mix. She's like a book. They have, they had books. It's very it's it's very futuristic and, and weird, but it's totally political. Women don't know how to read. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> just like black Just like, yeah, day. just like now. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the Altcast today. Thank you so much, Matthew Quirk, for Thank being here. LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Hey, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Uh, coming up next, some call me Tim special guest, Alyssa Westerlund. Yeah! Some call me Tim. We talk about uh, what people believe in, whether that be God, gods, cats, aliens, conspiracy theories, the hatred of men, the loving of men, the not wearing of bras, the, the, the acceptance of culture, whatever. We're just going to talk. We talk for an hour. It's a lot of fun. And hopefully, at 3 o'clock, I'm going to have Halpy Klein in. He's from Pittsburgh Magazine, a buddy of mine from college. He writes for Food Magazine now. Oh, sweet. And uh, talk to him on You Put Your Weed in There. Talk to him about uh, cooking food. 
food and weed. Hopefully he'll be here at three o'clock. So thanks again for everybody for being here on the AltaCast. Uh, we'll see. You. I won't see you for the two weeks. She'll be gone in Cabo. I'm going to be in Cabo. She's going to come back out. black. I'm going to come back tan. <laughs> I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew, so I tan pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, She'll I don't like freckle and burn. I, I sort of burn and then tan. I freckle and burn. So, yeah. I, What's that I'm, like? I'm lucky. <laughs> I know that, too. We got the two gingers in the house in the hizzy. I used to dye my hair red because I wanted to be one of your people. Uh, <laughs> I know. Cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. For years I did it. I was Does a terrible person. Does the collar match the cuff? Yeah, it just it, it, it Love didn't me at some all. Uh, thanks goes for being here. Uh, stay tuned for some Call Me Tim. See you next week. Bye! Bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcast6.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed.
removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio. Go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.
Please keep in mind that although she is part of the problem, she did not create the bill, nor has she signed it yet. It is hoped she will do the I'll read the address, or if you're in Oklahoma, I don't, if I have any listeners out in Oklahoma City or you know folks, go give her a visit. Uh, it's the Oklahoma State Capitol, it's at 2300 North Lincoln Boulevard, room 212 in Oklahoma City. I can send her a postcard even. Uh, it's Oklahoma City, okay, 73105. Call on the phone, 405-521-2342. Again, that's 405-521-2342. Let your voice be heard. If you have a fax machine and you feel like sending a fax, why not do that? The fax number is 405-521-3353. And uh, then they have a quote from Susan B. Anthony, as there should be, I guess, in a lot of places. Uh, no self-respecting woman should wish or work for the success of a party that ignores her sex. And that's from 1872, a long time ago. The debate over our right to choose what's best for our bodies and our future will most likely outlive us. But we fight because it's what our foremothers and forefathers did for us, and it's what we must do for our daughters and their daughters. It's been said in different ways that anti-choice legislation will never end abortions. They will only create unsafe abortions. Be sure we are hashtag not going back to the alley. And not going back is the only part of the hashtag to the alleys after that. Here are 13 large and small reproductive rights organizations and social media groups to visit slash support. 
they can offer information and or discussion about women's rights and laws against women. Uh, Planned Parenthood, NARL, which I hugely support, I also support Planned Parenthood, but NARL more so, uh, Pro-Choice America. Now, National Organization for Women, uh, NAF, which is the National Abortion Federation, RH Reality, UniteWomen.org, Abortion.com, that's glad that exists, uh, Fight Laws Against Women, We Are Fuse, and that's F-U-S-E, Abigail Adams Brigade, Pro-Choice Liberals, Stop Patriarchy Now, and Center for Reproductive Rights, also those last two, yes. Uh, the Guttmacher Institute is an excellent source of women's reproductive data and current legislation. Many thanks to Meteor Blades for reporting this news and for his continued pro-choice advocacy for women's reproductive rights. You can read the story here and they have a link to that. And so we march on and we are hashtag not going back. And you can find all the links to all these organizations on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash weekly rev. I think it's time for some more music. Here's another song that was performed and it's kind of angry, but also has a nice uh, beat to it. So play this music and then we'll be back with some more stories, some positive and some Mm, uh, we'll, 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 we'll find ways to, to make it positive. Yeah, my name is John Neffel, and I am an independent journalist based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm the co-host of a daily podcast called Radio Dispatch, and I've got a new story in the middle. to be seduced want a woman to take me out to dinner for two like to see her eyes get moody flirting with the thought of what flirting ought to do like to be real cool let her think about getting little me in bed here's a chat about Magna Carta where to write something gone to say I'm a dimmer Politely falls to slightly If she tried to fondle my knee But I'm relatively certain I'd compromise if I know me I want to be seduced Want a woman to talk to me suggestively to hear her say she'll be with me tomorrow morning drinking hot jasmine tea wanted to make me laugh make a point of touching me when she talks leaving all the jealous men in the jar to mumble in the beer and gunk I know it only happens when I'm napping, not in a reverie Did I find myself a woman who wouldn't mind seducing me? Did I 
And we are back. Oh, and that is loud. Does it feel like I'm right in your ear? Does it feel like I'm right next to you? Does it feel like I'm inside you? Because I am. I'm deep in your soul. I'm deep in your heart. Um, this is really loud. Like, is there something going on? Is there a reason why it sounds like this? Uh, it's the audience. Maybe somebody in the audience wants to listen to loud music. We probably have deaf listeners. Hmm. Those are the best kind. You can make mistakes. Hmm. So anyway, um, on tonight's Regarding Sex with Spicy Spice, um, we've had an interesting beginning, and um, we're moving right along through to the middle. And um, I'm very excited tonight because I have a wonderful, beautiful guest here in my studio audience. And... Um, Thank you. 
Hey, people. It's noon on Saturday in the Sunny Mission District on Mutiny Radio.fm. So that, you know what that means. That means it's time for the Fly Fly Plastic Show.